Welcome to the Dog Mum Mindset podcast, where we talk dogs, behaviour, your lifestyle and everything in between. And this is our last session out of the Puppy Petites series. So it's been a four part series of mini episodes to talk about things that really affect you and your puppy and to try and get you as much help as possible, as well as to celebrate the launch of our new puppy bundle that is coming out so soon. And I'm so excited to reveal it all. I've dropped some hints about what it might be across a few of the episodes. So yes, you will be sure to know what it is. So your puppy and other animals, the reason I wanted to do this one is because a lot of people who have a puppy might be living with cats or rabbits or chickens or hamsters or other animals in the home. And I feel like there's not always a lot spoken about how to introduce the puppy. So this is going to be my run through so you can see exactly what you can do with your puppy. I kind of know this from experience because I have Alto, who is my dog, and then I have my guinea pigs. Um, I used to have three, but I only have two now, but they're absolutely lovely. They're very, very brave. They're very, very bold. They're very confident. And Alto really doesn't pay them that much attention. The only time he pays them attention is if I pay them attention and Alto wants to know what I'm doing. So yeah, they've got a beautiful relationship, not scared of each other, and it's just lovely to see. And I want everybody to have that with their puppy as well. So it's something you do want to think about when you bring your puppy home. Now there's three golden rules I'm going to walk you through today. So you can put these into place. So take take a pen and make notes of this because there's a lot to cover. My first golden rule is do not let your puppy learn to chase. Now, this is easier said than done, I know, but once our puppies learn that chasing small things is fun, it's a really self-fulfilling behavior because the more they do it, the more fun they get, and the more fun they get from it, the more they do it. Chasing it with puppies is actually something that they naturally do. So if you want to play any kind of game with your puppy, get a toy and drag it around and make it seem like something they can chase, and they will absolutely love it. Not all puppies are chasing for a reason. So there is this whole predation sequence that dogs go through, and I'm not going to walk you through it today, but part of that predation sequence is chase. And some puppies turn into dogs who just love the chase for the fun of the chase. So actually, if they chased an animal and they caught it, they'd kind of be like, oh, I don't know what to do. And they want that animal to run again. But some puppies do develop more of the sequence. So catching things actually becomes a motivation as part of the chase. So obviously, we don't really want our puppies to grow into that, especially if you have small animals in the home. So just so you know, I'm talking about other animals, other species. I'm not talking about other dogs. I'm talking about if you've got other animals in the home. The other thing with your puppy learning to chase is that that then makes recall harder if they start to learn that chasing after squirrels and pigeons in the park is much more rewarding than you. So I just find that those pathways in the brain, if the chase pathway gets really strengthened by them practicing it, it then becomes something that the puppy seeks out to do. And that can take precedence over what we're doing with our puppy. So I would say not only for the animals in your home, but actually for their general behavior, I don't let puppies really learn to chase. Um, And again, I'm talking about a family home. There might be some trainers or professionals who are listening to this who for some reason want to use that drive and that's not a problem, but I'm talking about kind of the family home here. So if your puppy's not chasing, what do you want to do instead? So I would teach your puppy that you're going to put things in the way. So there's going to be baby gates. There's going to be lots of high spaces for your cats to go if you're living with cats. They're not able to get that really big run up whenever they see that animal. So I would be blocking their route to be able to chase. I would also look at management, so maybe a house line or something else like that. And I would also teach them that when that animal is in the room to do something else. So I'll come on to that one. But I think the main thing is, is don't let your puppy learn to chase. If you can do that up until about 20 weeks, 24 weeks, then I think you've done a really good job in not allowing them to form those pathways. 
Okay, my second thing is to keep your other animals happy. So I actually could say that sometimes what happens is people um, say, my puppy's chasing my cat. Oh, but my cat's fine with it and I just leave them to it. And what they don't always realise is actually that's quite stressful for their other animals. And just because a puppy comes into the home doesn't necessarily mean your other animals sort of take a back seat. I think especially with, with animals like rabbits, guinea pigs, even cats, it's quite hard to pick up on their stress. So they don't seem like that stress. They might just run and, and you think, okay, they're moving away. But actually, it's not a very nice situation to live in when they constantly feel like they have to keep moving out of the way. So I would make sure you keep your other animals really happy as much as possible. For cats, this is going to look like giving them lots of shelves, lots of high things. You almost want your cat to have a, a, a root through the house where they don't have to come into contact with your puppy if they don't. Cats fall into different categories and you'll get some cats who are quite interested in the puppy, they're quite confident, they actually make friends with them quite naturally and you'll get some cats who just cannot, they're so worried about the puppy, they're never going to form that friendship and particularly for those cats I would really encourage you to give them a separate space and give them those high areas because it will just mean your house is much less stressful for them and it's worth keeping them happy. Same goes for small animals as well. If you've got um, a hamster cage, for example, in the room, is there a way that actually you can put that out of the way so your puppy's not able to get right up to the cage, so they're not able to kind of jump up and look at it and watch them? And your animal is able to get on with their everyday life without always having this, this puppy come and see what they're doing. Because it's natural, of course, if you've got a hamster running around in its wheel, most puppies are going to go up to it and, and want to see what it is. And, and it's entertaining for them. And that's okay, but it's it's so they're not doing that all of the time. So if you find your puppy starts to get fixated on this thing, this is when you would put the management in place and you would say... I maybe need to find somewhere else for this animal. The guinea pigs, for example, when my parents' dogs come over, they can get quite fixated on the guinea pigs. So they didn't really get introduced to them at all when they were younger. So they, they now think, oh, guinea pigs, I want to go to them. So I have almost like a double barrier. So I put a pen around the, the cage, that they're, their hutch that they're in, and then I drape loads of towels and I actually peg them into place. So even though the dogs can be like, oh, I know there's guinea pigs behind there, they lose interest quite quickly because they can't see them and because I move them away. And it means that the guinea pigs don't constantly have that stress of a dog right up at their hutch. Because even though they're used to alto, it's not very nice for them to have these dogs kind of fixate on them. So yeah, we do want to be aware of, of our an other animals. They're going to react in different ways. So just take that into account, um, especially when we've got prey species like rabbits and guinea pigs, because that's, yeah, being constantly stalked by a predator is, is stressful for them. What I'm going to come on to now, my third golden rule, is creating that association with your pets and your puppy. Now, what I want this to be, really, is I want this to be ideally a neutral association, positive or neutral. And the way, the reason I say neutral is because really what you want is you want your puppy to be there and you want your other animals to be there. And it's lovely if they have some interaction, but also you don't necessarily need that interaction. If you want that interaction, that is much more likely to come when you've got that calm, neutral state, rather than you've got a puppy who's learnt to always, you know, get excited when they see that animal. Now, the best way that I can find to do this is you can use food for this, but I tend to um, make sure your puppy is just interested in something else when the other animal is around. So for example, I'll give you the guinea pigs again. If I was introducing a puppy to the guinea pigs, I would have them in their hutch. I maybe would put a couple of drapes over so it's not so tempting for the puppy, but I would let the guinea pigs kind of get on with what they want, make sure they've got lots of nice things, lots of nice carrots and and cabbage and, and things they like to eat but I would then take the puppy outside and I'd make sure that the puppy's quite engaged with me and if they see the, the guineas I'd be like okay you can have a little look 
great, come on then, let's go and do this instead. I wouldn't take my puppy out there and sit with them and feed them every single time they look at the, gu the guinea pigs. I would do that if I felt like they needed to learn a new behavior. But at the beginning, what I would do is I would try and teach the puppy that the animals are there and that's fine, but actually what I'm doing is, is more interesting. So you don't need to really interact with them that much. So there's lots of different ways you can do this. This is just one tiny run through. There are tons of different things you can do when you're introducing dogs to other animals. This is just the way that I would do it in, in a particular situation. Also, if I had a puppy that didn't show a strong interest, if I had a puppy that was as soon as they caught a smell sight of those guinea pigs, they were fixated, they were at that hutch, I would probably do something different. And that would be a case of strong management, maybe some desensitization, or maybe whether they've got a bigger distance or something like that. But that for, for general puppies, for general advice, this is what I would do. Now, it can be a tricky thing to do, and I don't deny that. But if you keep these three golden rules in place, it will help. So don't allow your puppies to chase. Make sure your other animals are happy and make a neutral or positive association with those animals. And then you're going to be absolutely fine. So thank you so much for listening. And because this is the last Puppy Petite, make sure that you do go over to www.dogmummindset.com puppy. And you'll be able to sign up to all the new launches that are coming out, including the puppy bundle so I'm just blocking off the name there although I've dropped so many hints I'm pretty sure you're going to know what it is by now you're going to be the first person to know if you're on the email list that's where everything's going to go that's where the pre-launch is going to go and the pre-sale is going to go so do enjoy that there do make sure that you sign up um, and again I keep saying this but if you're a trainer or a professional the bundle that I'm creating is so in-depth that I do want to make it available for people who want to do CPD. So there's going to be, I'm gonna put a special resource in there for anyone who does sign up. So there's something particular for you if you're running classes or one-to-ones or just working with, with puppies as a professional. And if you're listening back, of course, go to that page because it's got everything puppy on there that you would possibly need. So I really hope you've enjoyed this mini series. As always, contact me at Dogman Mindset and let me know what you think, what you want to hear about next. I've got some amazing guests and amazing episodes coming up. So I will look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.